Well, as the UK Parliament is busy at this hour deciding the fate of British Prime Minister Boris Johnson, let's take a final look back at this past weekend's celebrations for the Queen's Platinum Jubilee. Here is Royal Watcher Patricia Treble, who joins us. Patricia, always good to talk. Good afternoon. (laughs) Good afternoon, Jeff. Okay, now that it's over, uh, give us, if you could, your overall impression of the Jubilee celebration. Did it hit all the right notes? I think it did. And here's the most important thing, the weather held which in Britain, four days of events, all of them outdoor. The fact that the weather held was a, was a miracle. Right. The Queen's weather. Um, it did hit all the notes. I mean, we saw the Queen was in charge. We saw her at a few events. We knew she wasn't going to be at a lot of the events. I mean, she never goes to those big rock concerts in the evening. I mean, that is clearly not a 96-year-old's cup of tea. Um, but we saw her in charge. We saw Charles, as he's been increasingly doing, stepping up aiding the Queen, leading in public um, ceremonies when needed, representing the Queen. And we saw that at Trooping the Colour. He took the salute at, you know, for the big military ceremony. And then everyone went back to the palace and they could march past her. Um, saw it at church, saw it at all the events. He gave the keynote speech at the concert. He was clearly there for the pageant. Um, and we also saw the Cambridges, and we saw the kids, which was delightful. Um, and so everything, everything actually worked. So all the, the worries that people had slowly started dissolving as the week, as those four days progressed. Yeah. Do you think the message the royal family wanted to get out, Patricia, was what you just mentioned there about Charles? As much as this was a celebration about Elizabeth, 70 years on the throne, this was also about, about kind of passing the baton? I, I, think, I think that was certainly the understatement. It was what everyone was thinking about. Everyone, you know, when, when you saw all the tributes, I mean, the, the stars giving tributes, I mean, the number of rock stars who went out, Ed Sheeran came out and he performed one song. I mean, one, he's the great, probably the biggest at pop act right now in the world. He performed one song. Why? Because it was the Queen's Platinum Jubilee. I think that shows her star power, but obviously she's retreating more and more from the public. I mean, her health is, you know, she's 96, right? Health is increasingly fragile. And so, yes, we're seeing Charles step up. But I think the focus really was the Queen, and they made it that way. So if anyone who was watching those, those ceremonies, it was clear, like, the concert, the queen, the queen, and her, her voice and her image was all over that concert, and you saw that also at the pageant. Um, so I think the focus was it was her, but it was also looking forward to the next generation and the generation after that. Let's talk a bit about Harry and Meghan, if we could, because there was concern we hear amongst the uh, royals that uh, maybe they might take away uh, some of that focus uh, from the uh, Queen. This, of course, Patricia, their first time uh, back in the UK since leaving. Well, this was the first time they were, they were both back at public events. Um, so, because, of course, Harry come back for a funeral of um, his grandfather and some other things. But, yeah, and they were they they performed their role perfectly. Um, no upstaging the center attraction, right? And so they were at the two very top events. They were at Trooping the Color. They were at the Serving of, Thanks- of Thanksgiving. But they avoided any events where their interactions with, you know, his brother, William, and Kate would be the focus. So they weren't together with all the royals at the pageant. They weren't together with the royals at the concert. And I, I'm pretty sure that that was deliberate. Um, and they, they, were, they were perfect. And it enforced the new rule which the Queen had, which kind of made sense 
which was the focus is on the working royals. So there's 12 of them. They support 11 plus the queen who support the queen who take engagements on her behalf, supporting the monarchy. There was the distinction. They were front and center and the rest of her extended family who are private, who have jobs, who have commercial, you know, in, you know, interactions, they were definitely secondary. And that was reinforced the whole way through the, uh, the weekend. But at the same time, you saw everyone. So like at the pageant, you had all the kids. Let's face it, Louis being a four-year-old being a four-year-old. Come on, right, yeah. Prince Louis? I was going to ask you, uh, what is kind of your takeaway? What do you think is the indelible mark, if you will? Is it uh, Elizabeth's surprise appearance on the balcony yesterday? Is it Louis and all of his faces? Or is it maybe something else? Can I just say, I think it was her with Paddington Bear. Of all the surprises, like we, we, we knew she was going to be on the balcony at least once. We knew she was trying for that last balcony. But I was not prepared for her with Paddington Bear and right. a whole thing about a marmalade sandwiches. And her, I don't know if you, if, if you or your listeners have heard the long version of that video, but she is tapping the intro to Queen the Band, which gets confusing, We Will Rock You. So you know when it goes, dun, dun, yeah. dun. <laughs> she is tapping the intro and she's got it on tape and they're doing it live. And so when you think about the complications, I don't even want to be the producer who had to plan that. Right. She opened for, for, for Queen. <laughs> the Queen opening for Queen. Uh, exactly. We love it. Yeah, I think to, for me, that is so iconic. That is right up there with uh, what she did with Daniel Craig, James Bond for the Olympics. Exactly. And it was, you know what, it was fun. And it's a side of the Queen we don't often see. It's a side of the... She has to be neutral. She has to be apolitical. She often has that resting face, which is not a natural smiley face. Um, so when you see somebody who she's clearly lighthearted, she's clearly enjoying herself. When she, now we know it's in the purse. Who knew it was a marmalade <laughs> sandwich? Um, and she was, having, she was having fun. You know what? When you're 96 and you've been doing a job for 70 years, you better be having fun at it. Absolutely. Now that it is all over, Patricia, where do you think, where does a monarchy, where do they go from here? So this is the thing. We're going to be focusing increasingly on the top four. So Charles and Camilla, uh, William and Kate. And I think that's clear. I don't think you're going to see the kids because they are in school. I don't think you're going to see them at a lot of events. You might see them every now and again here and there. This was clearly a special uh, occasion because it was, you know, their great-grandmother's, you know, 70th anniversary on the throne. But I think we're going to increasingly see those four taking on even more and more uh, duties that would have once been the queen in public. It will be them. It will be them. Um, and I think we're going to see them stepping up more and more. Um, and I think that is the focus. And that's clearly, you know, we saw the thank yous, you know, over social media, you know, of the royals thanking everyone for coming out. I mean, it just, it just kind of focuses everyone that this is her hereditary monarchy. And for better or worse, you know, there's there's lots of people who don't like it. There's lots of people who do. Um, but this is this is the system, and it certainly is the as you alluded to the political turmoil right now. There is something to be said when the head of state is above that. Mm -hmm. Just finally, I only got about uh, thirty seconds. Do you expect uh, we just saw Charles and Camilla here in Canada for a very brief three day uh, tour? Do you expect them and uh, also uh, William and Kate to be on the road a little more? Oh yeah. Um, certainly they have been, the pandemic just threw everything off. 
Um, uh, Charles and Camilla were supposed to be here in uh, 2020, and that just got completely sidetracked. We're going to see them on the road a lot, and I would think probably even short, like short event, short visits like this sort of thing. Um, I think we're going to see a lot, and you're also probably going to see some of the the lesser royals. So there's the Wessexes, Princess Anne, that sort of thing. All right. Got to leave it there, Patricia. Really appreciate the time as always. Thank you so much for uh, tying up four days worth of celebration for us. My pleasure, Jeff. Patricia Treble, Royal Watcher. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.